Hey everyone, this is Bob Leahy at Life Church in Chico, California. Welcome to the Midweek Pastors Podcast. This is a way for us to go beyond the sermon through conversation, questions and answers, deep dives into topics, and interviews. Whether it be in your car, at the gym, or hiking in Upper Park, we hope that this podcast really encourages and equips you wherever you're at. Hey, Life Church. It's Pastor Chris here with Pastor Bob Leahy and Pastor Jeff Young. What's up? Hey, yo. And this is another weekly podcast. We love doing this and we really want to hear from you. If you're enjoying it, if you have questions, if you'd like topics for us to cover, we're here for you. And speaking of that, today is a spontaneous Ask Me Anything podcast. Anything ghost. With a twist. With, with, with a twist. twist. So what's the twist, right, Pastor Jeff? I'm afraid. Very afraid. <laughs> Bob's afraid. Normally, we would do AMA, you know, with me. You know, you guys would ask me anything based off the series that we're in or a sermon. I thought, how fun would it be to get to know us a little bit more, um, maybe a little bit more personally? Yeah. I want to have us ask random questions that none of us know and just have a dialogue about it. So um, I want to ask... Pastor Chris and Pastor Bob, a question, and they're going to respond because uh, <laughs> what I love about it is it's extremely spontaneous because they have no idea where I'm going. And then they have every right to then throw a question back in my face, like pre trib, post trib, or <laughs> mid. And I'd say yeah. all of them at the <laughs> same oh, time. That's too easy. Uh, so here we go. I came across this quote Uh-oh. that. I'll share, and then I'll ask you a question to follow up, okay? Okay. I don't know who says it. I, I don't know where this guy's from, but it says this. Uh, if you knew how quickly people would forget you after your death, you would not seek in your life to please anyone but God. Hmm. Why do we care so much about what people think of us? Dang. And this is good. Wow. I'll give them a second to chew on this. But I, I do want your first initial response because that's the best. But it's good for those who are driving across town right now or listening to this while they're doing a chore or whatever. Yeah. Why do we care so much? Now, okay, I'm going to leave it at that because I have no, my own thoughts, good. of course. That's but, good. But yeah. So ready, set. Looks like Bob's I... first. <laughs> um, hmm. I think there is an aspect of our life where we want to be known and we want to be liked, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's another, and that's kind of more of like a selfish endeavor type of a, a thing that we feel. Um, and we're, when we're pleasing people, we want them to think fondly of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, there's another aspect of that of I'm a Christian and I want to reflect Jesus well. And I want people to know Jesus through me and uh, like what they see, you know? Um, And I don't want to be somebody who people don't like because that would reflect poorly on Christ. And so um, it's funny, though, because you, I feel like as you walk with the Lord and you step into the things he's asking you to do, and you care more about what God's asking you to do, those things kind of naturally happen. People naturally gravitate towards you. Whereas when you try to 
change who you are or change who the Lord's made you or change your response based on worrying about other people, it tends, from my experience, not to go so well, right? Yeah, and absolutely. so, um, yeah, I think there's two sides of that. There's the, like, we're believers. We want to mm-hmm. walk. We want people to think fondly of Christ and, and to know Christ. And as a, as we're supposed to be reflections of Jesus and he's living in, in, in us as Christians, um, we want to walk that out and people to to gravitate towards that but at the same time there is a selfish aspect of it that i think we all can say we struggle to uh, a point where like we want to be known we want people to like us and Mm. to think fondly of us yeah i think that great answer by the way yeah way to go bob on the spot. Look at that. Yeah. I mean, he had no idea. He was so scared. <laughs> Jeff well, told us this morning he was doing it, and I was like, don't you guys do this to me every week? <laughs> Isn't this what happens to me every week? I have no idea what I'm walking into. <clears throat> well, it's not fair in the sense that it, I'm going after you, so I had more time to think about the question. So, Ooh. But my, I think my response is very similar to yours, Bob. Part of the, the way, one of the ways that I'm wired is I like, history. I love going to museums. I love looking at something and who was the artist that did this amazing picture. So there is something about legacy that what I do leave behind, if anybody ever reads anything or listens to one of my sermons or something like that, that they would be affected by in a positive way. Being a little bit, little bit older than you, Bob, you know, I, the older I get, the, the less I do care about what mm-hmm. people think about me, like who I am right now. I, mm-hmm. I realized that I wasted years worrying about what people thought. That explains a lot. Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then it becomes, well, I mean, obviously I'm 62, so I only have so many more years left. I want to leave a mark. So Another that 30 anybody, at least, right? Yeah, yeah, at least. If somebody comes across something that I said or did, that it would direct them to Jesus, yeah. that it would direct them to evaluate their own life, to say, wow, why am I doing this? I should be spending more time doing, spending time with my family. Yeah. Uh, and so they talk about the bucket list. It's like, I really want to do these things before it's too late. And I think what I want to do on my bucket list has much more about leaving a legacy than, you know, b- bungee cord jumping, you know, I, that is on my bucket list, but Dude, no nope. way. Yeah. That, Never going to happen with yeah. me. Maybe I, when we I mean, I've wanted to, you guys, I've wanted to do it. I, there's just something about it. But in the end, it's like, okay, I get to do it. It was a momentary experience. So that actually goes lower on my bucket list. Mm. What I want to do is to really make sure that what I leave behind. Yeah. That it will affect people That's in good. a positive, positive way. Yeah. I think, uh, something else going back to the relational aspect of caring what people think so much uh it's funny when you asked that question i was like lana should be in here this is the perfect question for <laughs> lana and I, I you know we naturally always do that but i i think of my wife because she uh you know she'll she would say this but like her anxiety is is really triggered by relationships and relationally yeah, sure. and so i can see my wife oftentimes stretching herself to appease others to avoid the anxiety that might come if she is not pleasing mm-hmm. others. And mm-hmm. so she will go out of her way not to disappoint people because 
of if she does disappoint somebody and knows it could potentially be disappointing, it just crushes her and her anxiety and stuff. And so um, there is, I think, people who tend to have a higher spectrum like of values on relationships sometimes can struggle with that as well. Um, And that's that's hard. Like it's a hard thing to walk through and have the Lord work. Yeah, absolutely. One of my thoughts that comes into that, it's, I mean, so often something like this in this conversation, it comes back to identity in a lot of ways, because as what Pastor Chris shared, you know, over the years of ministry and over the years of caring way too much and learning how to just not let it affect or impact you as much. Now it still does, I'm sure in some ways, I think it does for everybody, but there is something that for me, I go, the more I've learned about who God's made me to be the less I am concerned about expectations from others, Mm -hmm. which are put on all of us at different varying levels, you know, Mm -hmm. for whatever Mm -hmm. reason. Um, It could be a boss, you know, with basic expectations for your role at work, or it could be, um, you know, as a pastor, like, hey, we've got to be perfect, you know, like, (laughs) uh, not going to happen. But there's this, there's a security in knowing who God made me to be. and only striving off of what who he made me to be and letting other people deal with attention more than myself with mm. things like that mm. um which i i i've leaned on way more the last i think 5 or 6 years um in this role than you know growing up 20s and 30s man it is a tough time mm-hmm. and now i mean of course teenagers have lots of insecurities with you know, they oh, only yeah. care about their, what their friends mm. think. And, you know, there is a progression through that. So good answers, gentlemen. Yeah. Good answers. Mm-hmm. So, so my turn? My turn to ask? Oh, did you think of one already? Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I just thought. All right. It, you kind of triggered that thought, this question this morning. Um, so I struggle with uh, my, my day starts. I get up early with the kids, get them ready for school, take them to school, take them, drop them off at school jump right into my work day immediately. And, you know, I can easily skip just sitting down and being with the Lord in the morning or reading my Bible. And so this morning, same thing. Did that, get in here. I start hammering out some some emails and then setting up for the podcast and stuff. And Jeff goes, I'm going to go read my Bible. (laughs) And I was like, we can do that? Like, what? (laughs) Like, what is this? So, like, I guess my question to you guys is, how do you not, how do you keep yourself from just diving into your day and just going? Mm. Well, I think Chris and I are very different, mm-hmm. you know, in mode and just in who God's made us to be. So I, I, I'd find this interesting to hear what you have to say, Chris. But for me, initially, I'm a doer. So, like, I can, as soon as I'm awake, I can go. I can run mm-hmm. all day long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm and not skip a beat and then get to bed and I'm like crashed hard. You know, that's kind of how, that's just how I'm built. Um, so I have to like, I just have to implement it and I have to know that that is actually the most important thing. Mm -hmm. So I can have a full day of, of appointments, meetings, these things, you know, which I love. Um, but they don't do anything if I'm not connected to the source, connected to the Lord. And so I just think over the years, I've had ups and downs with that majorly uh, because I can just get up and go. And, and there are things that are really important, 
even prepping a sermon like mm-hmm. of course that's well yeah yeah like that yeah that's godly of course mm-hmm. it is yeah <laughs> so it's not like it's bad mm-hmm. but for my own personal um health i just decide i just make it hey i i didn't get it early this morning so i knew i needed to get my uh some time in with the lord in the word and so i just have to no, yeah. that that is the most important thing for me. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's what's going to help me be a better husband, dad, coworker, leader, whatever it is, citizen, human being, yeah, <laughs> Christian. You know, like yeah, yeah you just make it part of your going. Yeah, throughout the day, I, I think. And actually, to tell you the truth, I do. Usually, I have to do it in the morning for me. Mm. If I don't, it, it's not going to happen. Hmm. I have to. Yeah. I am not yeah. a night reader. I am not like as soon as. Uh, six, seven, eight o'clock roll around. Usually eight o'clock. I'm like, my heart and my brain are kind of mush at that point. (laughs) And I'm, I just know I could read a fictional book. I can kind of zone out and hang out with the family for sure. Yeah. But that time with Jesus won't be very, it, for me, it won't, it won't do much. Mm -hmm. So my, I I had to learn that over time. Like, oh no, I'll just do it later tonight when I'm going to bed. And that's like, (laughs) who am I kidding? I fall asleep so hard so quickly when it's like that. (laughs) So. I think one of my struggles is I, ha- in my head, it looks a certain way. And if right. that mm-hmm. doesn't happen, I just throw it out Absolutely. for the day. Like, oh, if I'm not going to be able to have my little cup of coffee, my little notebook, and like this little setting, like, yeah. no, nope, I throw it out. So that's, that's yeah. a struggle for me. For I, sure. think, I think guys do that. I, that's a very generalized thing. But I think right. ladies are way that's more pretty, adaptable. Pretty spot on, though. Um, very adaptable to, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll just get half of it, and that's fine. Yeah. When we're like, if I can't do all of it, mm-hmm. I, I'm just not going to do it. I'm not. Yeah. Right. I'm not it's all or nothing. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's, that's that me. might be that's more me. of a mentality than a, than a gender <laughs> thing, but, um, cause I, I'm sure they're, yeah. So. Oh, sure. I, I think those things, aspects flow in whether you're male or female, you know, for me, I'm a rule follower just by nature. I want to do the right thing and I want to make sure I answer the question correctly. So starting off in life with that kept me very focused, very busy. But then I started realizing about myself as a person that the, I could get the outcome. So they say, well, here's the, here are the rules. Follow these rules and you get this outcome. But in following the rules, I felt they were, it was dry. It, it wasn't helpful. It was frustrating. It was all those things. And at some point in my life, I said, you know what? I'm not going to do it that way. I'm going to do it differently. And the outcome was something that I still wanted, but it was, I was, I was afraid. I was scared. It was like, no, Mm -hmm. they say, you know, if this is how you bake a cake, you do this, 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 and this, but there's this spontaneous creative person inside of me that I'd been pushing down in my life because spontaneity and being kind of reckless wasn't really appreciated in my household. It was like, follow the rules. But then I realized it was about outcome. Uh-huh. What did I want and how could I get that outcome with still being, you know, a man of God, being a Christian, whatever it is. And so I started thinking outside the box. That was rough for me because of my personality and mm-hmm. my temperament. So I started experimenting, just saying, okay, God, I'm going to go with what I think is going to help me get there. And the best way... Like, <laughs> What happened was I was in a math class. It was geometry. And I answered the question, and the the teacher came up to me and said, this is so weird. He says, your answer's right, because you had to show your work. Mm -hmm. And he says, but when I look at your work, 
I don't know how in the world you got to this answer. He says, you got the right answer. Uh He said, but this is the most unorthodox way of getting to the answer. And at first I thought, I'm in trouble. (laughs) And he put his hand on my shoulder and he said, Chris, as long as you get the right answer, I'm okay with that. And that kind of started me thinking about that of like, if, if you need your cup copy, this and this and that in order to get the outcome you're looking for, then go with it. But if we're doing it because we're afraid of being different mm-hmm. or breaking the rules or whatever, I had a teacher that taught, you know, uh, hermeneutics, putting together sermons, yeah. right? He literally said this, the pa- a pastor should spend 40 hours a week in sermon preparation. 40 hours. I do. <laughs> Every, but the, the way I would say it is I do spend 40 hours a week thinking, thinking yeah. and praying and, and chewing on right. and, and in conversations. And, but so. my imagery that went to yeah. my head is sitting at a desk yes. with all these oh, books open and doing happen. all this stuff. No. I felt suffocated. Yeah. Mm. And I said, I'm not going to do that because I felt all my creativity just gone. 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 So I think it's more about outcome. Now, you know, we have to be godly in the steps that we take to get yeah. outcome. Yeah, discipline. I don't want to cut corners or cheat, but I think that um, in a society that says, no, it's this way or no way, hmm. that can crush a person with my personality. So I've, I've learned, and I think I still am busting out of that, Bob. I think nice. I'm still getting free from that. All right, That's we're awesome. running short on time. All right. Uh, last question, Chris. You got a question throughout yeah, there? When, when is Jesus Christ coming back? Give me a date and a time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> come now, Lord, come now. <laughs> now, I think that, let's see, if I had a question and a short question that you all could answer, um, I don't have tattoos, and you both have tattoos. Oh, I'm leaving. <laughs> is, no, no, listen. I love is it. Is there any biblical passages, Ooh. whatever, that either are pro or anti-tattoo? Off the top of our heads, just like yeah. I think, you know, you always think of the the verse that's, you know, that your body is a temple, right? Yes. And I think that's the one most people will point to um, mm-hmm. immediately. I don't know that there's any, I don't know, pro. In in Revelation, it has the he had his name written on the thigh, and people will say that that's a pro, yeah, uh, tattoo. I I remember I have, have Tedalesta written on my calf. Does that count? Yeah, sure, close yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah. What would it take to get a tattoo for Pastor Chris? Here's the thing. I don't approach <laughs> it biblical or non-biblical. I literally think it as aesthetically for me. And again, no pun intended. It makes my skin crawl <laughs> to think about this thing going yes. into. I go. Ah, oh, I don't want that. I don't want that feeling. I don't want that pokey feel. Yeah. Whatever it feels yes. like. I'm way more okay with that than getting a shot or yeah. having blood. See, drawn. isn't that interesting? Like, I could sit there I don't for mind six shots. hours. Oh, getting interesting. A, anyways, I get a shot. Doesn't doesn't bother me. But the th- the thought of that, and I've watched him do it. I go, I I I, I can't do that. There's no way I'm going to let anybody ever do that to me. So it's more aesthetics than it is biblical. I'll let Jeff handle the theology behind uh, tattoos <laughs> on this one. But I know for me, something that I love uh, is like I get so many people who like are s- stare at my leg. Uh, and I'll get like, oh, like cool tattoo or like, oh, what is, what does this mean to you? Or like, what, what's, I see the apple, like, what is this, you know? And, and then I, it gives me an opportunity to kind of explain to them it. And really my, my leg tattoos, 
a salvation story. You know, it's got the Garden of Eden theme, and there's a serpent, and there's a stake driven through the serpent's head, um, signifying, you know, Christ's death. So awesome. Death on the Christ, really eliminating and defeating sin. And then there's a branch that says Tetelestai, which is, you know, Jesus' last words on the cross, that it's finished or whatever. So It is finished, yeah. It's awesome. I think it was his last word. Got to evangelism. Yeah. Love it. Love it. That's it. That's all we got. Good conversation. Sorry. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll table that one for another podcast (laughs) since we're running out of time. All right. Love you all. Love it. Thanks, guys. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for giving us a listen to this week. If there is anything that you'd like to hear on this podcast in the future, if you have questions, or if you'd like to hear us interview someone, please send us an email at info at lifechurchchico.org. Have a blessed week.